0: All conversations and information contained within the Total Health and Fitness Podcast is intended for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse anything you hear on this show with treatment, medical advice, or direction. Nothing on this podcast is meant to supplement or supersede the relationship with your medical caretakers. Although James is a licensed massage therapist, certified health coach, personal trainer, yoga, and martial arts instructor, he is not functioning in these roles in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who appear on this show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Total Health and Fitness Podcast. I am your host, James, and thank you once again for joining me for another episode. Uh, on this episode, we're going to we have another uh, very special guest on the show, and we're diving back into the realm of massage therapy. So uh, today, we are going to talk about um, Thai massage and how that can benefit you and how you can make it a part of your health and wellness journey. And joining me to talk about that today is Brian Hope. He is a a licensed massage therapist and a Thai massage therapist, and he's done a lot in the health and wellness space. So, um, Brian, thank you for being here today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, just to, you know, as the audience, just to give you a little background, um, Brian, I I met when I was teaching at Southeastern Institute, and he was uh, very kind enough to come in many times and, and talk to the students about Thai massage and give demonstrations uh, so, um, so Brian, I always want to say thank you for doing that. Um, you know, I know you're a very busy man, uh, but I always appreciate you taking the time to instruct the next generation of massage therapists.
1: Yeah. It's really fun to see their faces light up when they start to see this different opportunity for massage unveil itself in a kind of unusual setting. They're so used to the table and then when you put them on the floor, and you start doing maneuvers that might look a little acrobatic, their faces just light up and it's it's really enjoyable for me to see.
0: Yeah, no, it's enjoyable for me to see as an instructor, too, because, like you said, they get used to, you know, they're, they're learning so much on the table. And then I, I guess when you're learning anything and you're immersed in it, you kind of get into the thinking like this is the only way to do it. And massage is so versatile that, you know, when you see something new that you've never thought of before, they really they really inspire them and lit, lit them up, especially like when you were doing the hands on stuff when they were saying like, wow, you can do that. So, um, again, I appreciate you like inspiring them. I think some of the students went on to take some of your courses, I think, because I know you do regular um, t- uh, trainings, right?
1: I do. Yeah, I have uh, been training for about five years now. I've been doing Thai massage for 10. I've been a massage therapist for 18 and yeah a few of the students have come and taken class it's great to see people's imagination just start to percolate as they realize the congruencies of our bodies and how we can really use so much more of our bodies to facilitate change in our clients yeah it's been exciting
0: yeah absolutely so um So I guess let's talk about just a little before we dive into Thai Massage a little bit more deeply. Um, Let's talk about your own health and wellness journey, because as you just mentioned, you've been doing this for many years. And I think prior to that, you were already kind of into health and wellness. But so what's what's your journey with this?
1: Yeah, so I I guess it goes back a long time. My mother was a nurse, is a nurse, was a nurse, she's retired now. And so I grew up with medical diagrams splayed all around the house. And so I would study those growing up, just kind of intrigued by what lays beneath the surface. Didn't really give it a whole lot of thought and went to art school. Uh, That's where I got my undergraduate degrees at Columbus College of Art and Design and didn't realize how much I loved anatomy until I really had to scrutinize it and study it. Uh, we were really anatomy-heavy school. We would go to cadaver labs and study muscles, and I really fell in love with the architecture of the body. I went into art thinking very idealistically that I could change the world and get people to experience their lives differently. I got out of art school and realized <laughs> that that was a a tall order. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was having a difficult time making a living. I had a a great experience there for a while. I was a sculptor. I was a bronze sculptor. I know you have a lot of interest in art too you're a painter right
0: yeah i have painted i'm, I'm actually uh, i went to uh college for my i got my bachelor in fine arts and uh i i went to it and i had a great experience doing it so i i like all the mediums i probably gear more towards like pencil uh marker and like inking at this point but um yeah. i had i enjoyed painting i i for a while there i enjoyed sculpting so and I also loved um, drawing drawing the human anatomy and learning about the anatomical body even before I got into the health and wellness space. So I have a very similar background as you. So I definitely understand it. And and when yeah. I got I got out of art school, um, yeah, it is a tall order to do <laughs> a lot with, with art, depending on on unless you go into very specific fields. I would say. Yeah.
1: Well, you're being modest. I think your paintings are fantastic. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was struggling as an artist to make a living couch surfing a little bit just to figure out my path for a while. And I was ready to give it all up. And I had a friend who had just finished her physical therapy degree and we used to rock climb together. And she said, well, before you leave town to go start on your bucket list, let's go rock climbing one more time. And we went rock climbing and I was all sore and, Achy after we were climbing, and she said, Well, get on my table for 10 minutes and let me see if I can help you out. In those 10 minutes, she changed my world. You know, she dug into my muscles, and I came off that table moving through life differently. I said, Well, this is exactly what I wanted to provide through art. I know anatomy. I'm used to working with my hands with sculpture. There might be something here for me. Wow. And so I immediately started to look up schools for massage therapy. Asheville, North Carolina had been calling to me for about six years. It was bizarre. People would come up to me on the sidewalks and say, go to Asheville and walk (laughs) away, never to be seen again. People pull me out of stores and say, go to Asheville. And it happened over and over and over. And so finally, I looked it up. And sure enough, the holistic mecca of the Southeast was Asheville, North Carolina. And off I went wow and uh studied at center for massage and natural health and that was 18 years ago changed my trajectory and has been fantastic ever since um That's studied a- up there it took me a while so right after school i was hanging out with my peers and we didn't have our tables, so we were on the on the ground on the carpet and i'm like why are we using our thumbs and our hands and these little muscles when we should be using these big muscles. I used to be a wrestler. I've played soccer my whole life. Like, we've got these big you know, leg muscles that could really do some, some work here. Why aren't we putting them to use? And so I was like, well, what happens if we, you know, use the bottom of our feet and our heel and a blade of our foot? And they're like, oh, you know, Thai massage. I'm like, what's Thai massage? They said, that's what you're doing. I'm like, oh, okay. If you say so. <laughs> I didn't see it again for seven years. Until I came here to Charleston and found somebody doing it. And I was like, yes, that is what we should all be doing. And dove in headfirst and went through a ton of schooling, went out to California and studied under Saul David Ray, uh, who's big in the yogic world, Uh, studied with him in Joshua Tree and then followed him out to Hawaii for an advanced training, big immersions. Then went out to DC. Uh, There slightly different dialects in Thai Massage. It's kind of reversive here. The North here is kind of categorizes as busybodies, a little frenetic, always really driven. The South is a little more slow and relaxed, but over there it's reversed. The South is very aggressive and up there in the North is very relaxed. And so I'd say Saul's very yogic approach was more of the slow and relaxed Northern style Then I found another school in D.C. It was called the Thai Institute. Uh, The owners have since sold the business and left and gone back to Thailand. But it it was the sister school to the old medicine hospital in Chiang Mai. And uh, they were much more medical. It was a very clinical kind of education. And I really loved uh, how meticulous they were with everything. And so I went back there probably four times a year for three years until they closed. Just taking classes over and over and over a week at a time, just so that I really was sure that I had it cemented in my head, in my head, because I knew that I wanted to teach because there just wasn't enough of this going around. I wanted to help proliferate the art.
0: No, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Cause I, I know I, I was very intrigued when I saw a time massage in my massage career, but there wasn't, um, There wasn't a lot of instruction around or a lot of good instruction around so um it's 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 really great that you saw it you pursued it and then also wanted to be someone who could teach others to do it uh that's that's wonderful and i have to say like having interviewed the people i have for this podcast so far it seems like everyone's backstory is to get into the health and wellness field there's a certain calling so you're very similar to everyone else. Like, you know, Asheville was was calling you and this thing was calling you. So it seems, it seems to be the way of people who are really rooted in the health and wellness space. It's a real calling either internally or externally people calling you to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I heard a great term the other day. Uh, I've got this fantastic client uh, and he's written a book and he calls the etheric the great capacity. So I feel like... <laughs> this otherworldliness that kind of choreographs our our dance of life is like this great capacity for however we want to fill that void and I definitely felt like there was this vacuum pulling me into this role.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it seems, like I said, I, that seems to be the trait amongst most people I, I talk to, you know, even before the podcast, that you really have to, um, I think, to do it well and to really enjoy it, you have to have a real calling for it or taking to it. So, I mean, you definitely do with how you pursued it. And obviously seeing you in person with, you know, teaching the students I had and also the work, the work that I got to see you do, um, it, it speaks to that. I guess my next thing for someone after, after hearing that, and they're probably wondering like, so what, I mean, you've said a little um, here and there so far, but what is Thai massage? If someone's coming, you're, you know, someone's asking like, why should I do this or what is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That should probably be explained. Um, (laughs) Thai massage is different from table massage in that it's done on a mat on the floor, much like a futon mat. The client stays clothed and, it's like somebody doing yoga to you while you get a really good massage.
0: That's perfect. Yeah. yeah, I used to hear it called lazy man's yoga when I was doing my yoga teacher trainings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that would come up there. I don't know if that term is always correct. That's what people attribute to Thai massage. But would you also say that? Or would you... you know, I think the client is somewhat engaged too while you're, while you're with them as well.
1: They are. And Thai massage is based on energy lines, like Chinese medicine. It's a different medical model different mapping but similar theories about energy flowing through the body they call it loam which is characterized as wind that's really the basis of thai medicine thai massage now the architecture of the moves the scaffolding for the sequencing that can be done differently you can have people be very passive in their interaction you can also have people engage Then you get some of this fantastic contract, relax effect happening in the muscles and the neuromusculature. And I feel like either either way can be appropriate. It depends on what the client needs. Now, most of the time, I would say that it is accurate to say it's lazy man's yoga because the therapist is moving the body for them Mm -hmm. for the majority of the time, putting them into postures that are very akin to yoga postures. There's so a lot of happy baby or reclined baddha konasana or wheel or plow or all kinds of different stuff. And it's facilitated. And what's great about that is that they can really indulge in that stretch reflex without having to engage a lot of musculature, which may uh, inhibit them one way or another. Now what I'm getting into lately I've just passed my um, CPT exam through NASM, uh, personal training exam.
0: Oh, very nice, congratulations.
1: Thank you. And I'm really excited about sharing the responsibility with my clients and help helping to guide them through their own interactions and engagement in their own rehabilitation. And um, I feel like that uh, conscious engagement also has a valid place for their own well-being. I feel like it really helps empower them into an agency over their daily adventures in a yeah. way that passive receiving might not always have similar lasting effects.
0: I, I agree with you. I mean, I, my background, as you know, the audience knows, and I think you know, is like I'm also a personal trainer and obviously a yoga instructor. And I felt, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was always more of the um, medical side of massage. So having the client like not see me as the as the panacea, but like doing what I needed to do on the table, but then teaching them the movements and exercises to help them from needing to see me as often or being yes. out of pain and discomfort. I think, you know, I, and, and me personally, I, as you said, you got to meet clients where they're at and some clients just wanted to come in for, for the fix up and they didn't want to hear about their own self care or things they could do outside of me. But for me, for me personally, I, I always am an educator. I wanted the client to understand their body and say, well, you don't need, need me to, to get you out of pain or discomfort or to fix this. If you, you see me periodically, but you do these things, you would, you would get there on your own as well and be aware of it. So I completely understand what, what you're saying and what you're trying to do now. And I think it's, I think it's great. Thanks. Obviously, there's all types of clients. Is, is Thai Massage for anyone in particular? Can anyone benefit from it? And is there any like group of people or, or people with injuries or things going on that you would say should wait on it? Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so there are definite um, restrictions here and there not necessarily across the board with time massage like time massage is such a versatile modality that i can work on anybody i can work on anybody we just might not be able to do all the moves (laughs) 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 however being that it's an energy-based modality everyone can receive benefit from time massage and even if you just go through activating the they call them send lines those are the like energy meridians If you just activate the send lines, there is an immediate flow of energy that courses through the body. And that's really just palpation. Now, once you start to really mobilize the limbs, then they call these wind gates in the body. You open up those floodgates and you allow that energy to flow more efficiently. While there are restrictions, like I've got a, a prenatal client, a couple of prenatal clients right now, and you know there are definite moves that we are not going to do in this session, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay because we still have so many more moves at our disposal uh, to bring them vast amounts of benefit. I've got clients with knee replacements or rods in their backs or different injuries or scoliosis that can augment the sequence of our session. Time massage has so many tricks and a lot of rotation, a lot of things that can really target exactly what's inhibiting their functionality, encourage them to uh, meet me at that threshold and then gently grow beyond it
0: wow thats a, that sounds amazing and obviously i mean you've, as you've talked about you're you're very well you're very well trained you've been doing this for a long time, so I, I guess that also you know your training and your experience in the field probably gives you that a level of adapt, adaptation or ability to adapt to whoever comes through your door as well
1: it does uh when I was in art school, I had a great teacher who said the only thing you need to do to be an artist is to notice everything <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's true in massage too. Uh, a lot of people come off the mat and they're like, oh, you're a real artist at this. You know, you make it a real art. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. And I think the key to that, incessant curiosity. <laughs> uh, just enduring curiosity as to what's happening in the body. And it's important is the imagination to really inquire and imagine what possibilities might be uh, creating certain circumstances in our clients and finding creative solutions and how to ameliorate those inhibitions.
0: That is very well put. I I, I love that. Yeah. Creativity, I think, I think for, for massage and I think probably for, for life in general would be a good rule of thumb. But t- definitely for, for massage, I think being, being curious and observing everything definitely works. Uh, you, can, you can pick up things. There's like, obviously, you can pick up that the client doesn't even tell you if you're really looking for it and sensitive to it.
1: Yeah.
0: If someone, you know, obviously you're located in South Carolina, but for, you know, people in general who are, are not in the area and can't get to you, what are two, I guess, I guess one, how are, you know, how would they find, I guess, or what should they look for when finding a Thai massage therapist? Is there like certifications they should look for levels of experience? Uh, what's what are, you have any thoughts on that when they're seeking someone out?
1: There are many different schools out there. I, I don't know if I would say many, there aren't nearly as many as there are massage schools. Uh, there are a handful of schools out there <laughs> with really fantastic teachers. I've, I've gotten, The privilege of experiencing a few of them and i know that there are a lot more and what's really interesting is that time massage is such a global thing that there are a lot of different styles out there and a lot of different tricks that you can learn from different teachers and as i've taught i've encountered people that have studied with other teachers and they say oh this is amazing and 95% of this wasn't taught by my previous teacher that I studied for free with for years. And you know, their stuff is just as valid. I would say definitely look into the lineage a little bit, look into, look into how many years of experience they've, they've had, look into the passion that you see in their eyes as they're talking about Thai massage, because I think that is crucial. I think that if the teacher is passionate about it, then they're going to continue to investigate it. There, there's more to massage and health and anatomy than a lifetime can contain. And I think that it all layers on top of each other. And every little nuance can develop that complexity and depth
0: of understanding No, that's great. That's great. I those are great key points for people to to look for and take away from, you know, massage is, uh, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, like some people, you know, I've seen yoga people try to do like massage stuff. And I've seen massage people try to do yoga stuff. But it's important to know, like, as as much as there's like this fluidity between those things, like having proper training and someone who's skilled and knowledgeable about it doing on you is very important as well.
1: That's very true. That's very true.
0: Just to kind of uh, as we wrap things up, you know, because you're inside from the massage and Thai massage. Um, what else? What other things would you like recommend or have thoughts on for people for their own like health and wellness, just in general?
1: Oh man, movement. <laughs> so one thing. <laughs> just in general, I, I don't know where I heard this quote. Like life is movement. Whatever people can do to get their bodies moving, and I feel like that changes throughout a lifetime. I know that my body has changed considerably in the past couple of decades, and what I would have flung myself into 15 years ago, I'm a little more hesitant to do now, um, Or I just change things up. And it, it's mainly because our bodies are changing, and we have to adapt with those changes. And so uh, constant maintenance. stretching, you know, be like a cat or a dog. You have two seconds? <laughs> Touch your toes, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm constantly like walking through the hallways doing lunges and like wall squats and <laughs> just weird stuff. And anybody that knows me well isn't really freaked out about it. But when I'm in the grocery store, like <laughs> really reaching for that lemon, <laughs> <you know? laughs> whatever, people might be like, "What is what is this like dynamic grocery shopping or what? What's happening here?" <laughs> Uh, But who cares what they think? One of my... is when I'm pumping gas, I'll do this like runner's lunge because all of our hip flexors are tight, right? So I have this like... I'll tuck myself between the car and the pump and I'll get into this lunge while I'm pumping gas and I feel like I've really like activated the moment. (laughs) Like I am pumping gas. And if anybody looks at me, it's like the most ridiculous thing in the world. (laughs) But I feel like you've really got to seize those moments when your body's talking to you and saying, hey, I could use this or that, listen to it and make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think um, as much as like, obviously, there's there's what quote unquote prescribed movement, like when you go to the gym and you're working out or you go into a yoga class or, or martial arts class, like that's your... You know, built in built in prescribed movement for the day, but I, I think it, the more like non prescribed movement you incorporate into your life is better for you because you're gonna you have more of that time in your day than you do of your time in the gym or a class or something. Right. Right. And uh, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of studies showing that you know even if even if you spend that you know first hour of the day you know, in the gym, if the rest of your day is sitting and not being mobile, like, you know, I wouldn't say the gym is is not doing anything, but, you know, being, getting up and moving around and doing something with your body is way gonna benefit you way more in addition yeah. to just that one hour of movement.
1: Right. I don't know if you're a fan of Money Python, but there's this great skit called The Ministry of Silly Walks.
0: Yes, Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much they considered how beneficial that is. <laughs> but like the more ridiculous movement you can make with your body is the more of an educator you have as to what your body needs. And so I'll I'll do that every now and again. Like I've got a dog and I'll I'll walk my dog, and sometimes I'll be like, Well, what happens if I try to like do a a little bicycle rotation in the walk, <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous, right? And then I'm like, oh, okay, there's a little glitch in my hip over here. Well, let's find a way to stretch that. Yep. No Mr. Ex- silly walks. That's what I, I'd recommend.
0: <laughs> I, uh, <okay. laughs> I'll uh, I'll see if I can put a link to the, like a YouTube video of that oh, for, the, yes. for for maybe some of our younger listeners who, are, who right. do not know I'm Monty Python. Dating but, uh, myself considerably. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the stuff is timeless. It's just I think there's like so much content out there that some of the great stuff gets lost. So they uh, you got to like bring that back and put it in their face. So I, I agree with you. Uh, as we as we wrap this up, um, how can um, obviously you're in South Carolina? For anyone in the area, can they reach you? And two, are you are you seeing new clients?
1: Yes. Um I'm always happy to see new clients. Clients come and go. Some people I have a lot of clients that stay with me for a long time, but I also have clients that kind of have I don't want to say have been fixed, but they don't need me as much anymore. And so they'll come for like little maintenance here and there. So I'm always happy to see new clients. If you're in the area, if you're not in the area, uh my website is charleston.com. and on there is a phone number that's my phone number and I really am not on the computer very much so the best way is always to call or text me and I'm always excited to talk to people about Thai Massage and how I can help them out.
0: Excellent that was my the next thing I was gonna say so I guess for people Adi, are you also do trainings as we spoke about? Do you have any trainings coming up soon, or do you plan on having trainings coming up soon?
1: I do, and I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to split the training up. I've been doing five day foundational trainings that are forty hours a piece. I have encountered a lot of people saying that five days is really just too much for them to take away from work and family. And so, this coming fall, I. I'm going to try to split it up into two separate weekends. And so I haven't completely uh, solidified the syllabus and I've got to go through the national board to reconfigure the curriculum, but I'm hoping to do that probably in October.
0: Oh, that's great. I don't, I don't
1: have a date nailed down yet.
0: I won't hold you to it, but when, when you do (laughs) get it, obviously I'll post it. I'll post it on, uh, on my page as well for people. And I'll post it on the Instagram as well. Uh, for people, Uh, I guess. And that's open to, I guess, anyone who can get there, right? Yep, that's right. Okay, cool, because we have a... You know, as you said, it's hard to find good training. So, uh, you know, uh, if anyone in the area of uh, the Charleston area or, or further than that, if they want to come and train with you, they, they can do that. That's good to know. And in terms of, uh, like you said, for looking for a Thai massage therapist, going back to that, is there, is there a website or a place where I guess people who practice Thai massage are listed for their credentials or if, uh, or is is there a place you would direct people to, to look for someone in their area?
1: Really, I would say just Google Thai Massage and okay. inquire. There, there is, there's a Thai alliance uh, that you can look for, okay. and that has a great list of people. Really, I think beyond that would be a more earnest investigation into the specific people offering in the area. Now, there's a, there's a reason why there aren't many people around doing it or why many people haven't heard of it. And that's because it was outlawed in Thailand from 1963 to 1973, which is wow. about the same time that we were over there for Vietnam. And so we brought back yoga, we brought back acupuncture, we brought back Tai Chi, Qigong, all, this other, all these other Eastern influences. It was against the law for people to practice it while we were over there. Then halfway through, the king realized that the medical costs were rising, all the hospital beds were full. And he said, Oh, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and he started to develop a school again. But by the time that opened up, we were out of there and we didn't bring it back.
0: Oh, that was fascinating.
1: Yeah. And so it was this guy named Asaka Nanda, who was Saul David Ray's teacher, uh, that brought it to the West. Well, I think,
0: and, um, uh, I mean, if, you, uh, if you're, if hopefully you enjoyed this interview. So maybe you can come back in the future and we can do an episode on just the, the history of Thai massage and the theory oh, behind it. We can dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, that's
1: our... that's an interesting, it's <laughs> an interesting jigsaw puzzle for sure.
0: No, I think it, I think it'd be good if you're up for it. Uh, I will yeah. hold you to it. But if I would, I would love uh, love to dive deeper. Now that now that we've have uh, you explaining what time massage is, and obviously we have uh, people just in generally health and wealth I have listening to this, but also former students and students, you know, listening to this. So I'm sure an episode just explaining it a little bit more, um, I think it would be good just to have the history of it. And also just that might um, get people more interested in exploring it for themselves as well. So um, I'd love to do that with you in the future.
1: That'd be great. I'd love that.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today, Brian. I really appreciate it. I will um, put your contact information in the show notes as well. And um, I hope people, I guess if people have questions about Thai massage in general, they can also reach out to you as well. Absolutely. Happy to help perfect thank you so much for being here and audience thank you for listening um i will again like i said put all all that information in the show notes and if you want to reach out to me directly uh you can email me at charlestonintegratedwellness at gmail.com and then charleston Charleston Integrated Wellness is a a facebook page so you can check that out as well and i'll have that information from the show on there as well and um, i thank you for listening to this episode and i will talk to you next time